So I thought we would talk a little bit about Carson and just about like his contribution, I guess. Um, well, known, of course, for a ray gun. And actually, I have show and tell. So whenever I was doing research, I didn't realize that these magazines were started by that ray gun was started by uh, one of the founding, I guess, editors or directors was Marvin Scott Jarrett. So yeah. there's ray gun. And then later on, you do like nylon and uh- Nylon was like the indie sleaze Bible for for people over like, I don't know, I would say like in their late teens, early to mid 20s during the, the indie sleaze era. It this was one has St. Vincent nylon. on it. Also a Nine Inch Nails fan. Actually, yeah. Has I didn't even think them. about that. Um, I just grabbed one. Uh, but this is from 2017. So this is more recent. This is before they decided to just become online only. And then he, wait. Speaking of Marvin, now if we can, we can't fit this on screen because it's so oversized. The most cumbersome (laughs) magazine. (laughs) Um, Marvin, named after himself, I guess. Kind of like what Jane Pratt did in the 90s after she left Sassy. But yeah, so Marvin, which this one features Trent Reznor. And it comes in this gigantic bag because it is not stapled. It's just just folded. It's just loose leaf. Yeah. So they I've never heard staples. of Marvin magazine before before this. Uh, the only reason we did was because it was by that point. Because everyone was like, oh, Ray Gun, that's the David Carson thing, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason I had heard of Marvin was because it was the, the Trent Reznor cover. Same, yeah. Um, and they were yeah, I only I did I used to have that. I used to have that. I used to have quite a few issues of Ray Gun. I, I remember, I can still remember the first time I ever saw Raygun. When when I was at university, Louise Flanagan, who was on my course, my graphic design course, showed it to me. And I was just, you know, I didn't know what to make of it. It was, you know, like a lot of people who first saw that magazine, I was just like, you know, but you can't read some of it. And, and <laughs> not, I I loved it, like, because I'd, when I did graphic design course, I kind of wanted it to be a bit more like illustration. I, I wanted to do things like my heroes were like Dave McKean, who was a kind of a, a graphic artist and a comic he with Neil Gaiman? Am I yeah, yeah. So Dave McKean okay. could do Neil uh, Gaiman. Yeah. He did Arkham Asylum and Violent yep. Cases and all that with Neil Gaiman. And I just absolutely loved his stuff. That's what I wanted to do as graphic design. And, you know, we got to a graphic design course where some of the tutors were from art backgrounds and pop art and things, and some were, you know, wearing ties and, you know, doing typography with rotaring pens and things like that. And I just wasn't interested in that side of it. So I I loved anything that had kind of texture and still now, like I what I I think what I loved about David Carson, I, I would still say that's why I like love Chris Ashworth's work and Things like, you know, Carl Cooper's seven things. I love anything where you can see process, like something that's been made. And it's the same for Nine Snails Records, right? Like if you think about the Fragile, how they created that in bits and pieces and then laid it up and found new experiments and re-recorded. And I just love anything like that that has been through. Well, by the time you get to the end, you can barely remember what the pieces were at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I just love anything like that where it takes on its own kind of aesthetic because of process and because of mistakes as well and you don't get that so much with like digital graphic design mm-hmm. but people like Vaughn Oliver from V23 who did you know all the pixies and all the 4AD art I don't think even by the end of his career I don't think 
he was using a Mac much. He he his all his original stuff, which blows like graphic designers' minds now. He did it without Photoshop and without a Mac. Or uh, I got to see him do a bit of a, a talk before he died. And he said, like, yeah, he, he still speaks to graphic design students now. And they go, oh, so, you know, what layers were those in Photoshop? And he was like, it wasn't Photoshop. It was, <laughs> it was traditional techniques using a, a PMT camera and photographic techniques and marking up artwork. And, you know, there's something really beautiful and inimitable about that kind of work. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And it really works with music. It just, you know, music especially with bands like Nine Snails, where they go through a process to make it. It isn't just, you know, sit down and program it using one, you know, one synth or only using Cubase or Pro Tools or whatever. There's so much more involved. There's there's a human element. There's mistakes. There's, you know, I, just, I remember before, sorry, I'm banging on now, but when, no. when Fragile came out, before it came out, I read an interview somewhere like Kerrang! or something, and Trent Reznor said they tried to make it with a lot of instruments that were detuned or didn't work or were broken. Yeah. I remember thinking at the time, how is that going to work? But when it really does work, it's like, it's an incredible, it's got an amazing amount of texture. And I love that about it. I think the design works just so beautifully with that. You know, it's, it's a perfect match. It makes it better. I mean, imagine if, if all the, the cellos and every stringed instrument was perfectly in tune um everything was and, and everything was played professionally how much more boring it would be you know yeah yeah and also it's like it's time to experiment as well and get things wrong and uh-huh. and then change your mind about it and bin stuff and yeah, yeah that, especially because he had a lot of clout in the industry you know and he could spend he two spend years as long working as he wanted, nonstop on which record, doesn't you happen know, anymore whatever designers he wanted at the time um, yeah it's weird that that came that success came from a, a as as a record as angular and and unfriendly as a downward spiral <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> it, he obviously did tap into the right fan base to to make his whatever thousands millions whatever he did from that because if i played hesitation marks to somebody who's not an Irish nails fan they'd probably think you know that they might not like it, but they wouldn't be like, fuck, what the hell is this? But yeah. play like Mr. Self-Destruct to the same person, they'd be yeah. they'd just, like, turned off. So yeah. it's incredible yep. that he got so much clout and so much respect and so much wealth from something so... Inaccessible uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some, something so kind of, you know, anti-market driven. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's what I love. But I guess that was a big gamble. It could have gone either way then and he yeah. might not be the person he was today if that had gone the opposite way but yeah and he also had at the time like the like jimmy Iovine really believed in him you know in his abilities as a producer and he also lucked out well not lucked out but uh i feel like he lucked out whenever he got like the whenever he moved from or was sold i guess basically <laughs> negotiated away from tvt right. to interscope um when he got his own label out of it that allowed for more um i think because Marilyn Manson became very popular, it allowed for more leverage in his yeah. ability to, to yeah. get what he wants. Yeah, um, yeah. Which brings us to the, the best, one of the best logos. Ah, uh, nothing. Uh, yeah, I love the uh, nothing. Another Talpus, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was probably, I guess so, yeah. 
I think it was so Talpas the, and, and Trent, yeah. The, the, I love the, the simplicity of the n- use of negative space is, is the same in the, the NIN logo as it is in nothing. And they're both just, uh, they're awesome in their simplicity. And also they're just so recognizable. Like even my like nine-year-old yeah. niece knows what Nine Inch Nails is. You know what I mean? The logo is yeah, just yeah. so, it's it's like a McDonald's logo. I, I mean, it's just so... Well, I mean, it's why they put it on Captain Marvel's T-shirt in the Marvel movie. It's the symmetrical on her chest looks like a super a superhero logo before she gets her superhero suit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a. I mean, rarely do a band well, rarely does a band last as long and continue to do pretty much spotless work for such a long time, but. Rarely do they keep a core cornerstone of their identity that long as well. Like, yeah, I don't know if there's many others that do it, you know, with some slight modifications. I love that Carson did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that Trent Reznor let him do that too. Yeah. 